Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. I'm not a betting guy, but for y'all that are, there's Bet Online. The MLB wildcard races are heating up, and if you're into sports betting, Bet Online is where you should go to win money today. Whether it's live bets during games or futures for who you would think will win the championship, Bet Online has all the latest odds, news, and information for all your online sports betting needs. Visit the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So before the next big game, head on over to Bet Online and start playing today. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. What's up, everybody? We got another episode of Believe in Kentucky on the Believe Podcast Network. My name is Vinny Hardy, and we got a fellow Harlan County in here today, fellow Cumberland Redskin. He's beloved all over Kentucky, but especially from our neck of the woods. I'm talking about none other than Freddie Maggard. Freddie, man, honored to have you on here. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me on. I was starting to think that I'd I wasn't no more on your invite list. I never did get uh, asked to do this. So I was like, man, this, he's big time with me. So, uh, oh. yeah, it's good to be back on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always afraid to bother you, man. I enjoy hearing you and everything. And I'm like, man, I, I, won't, I was like, I don't want to just be bugging him. So I try to, I try to no. lay back. <laughs> no, for, for you and your family, call me anytime. I'm always available for you. And, and uh, you know, I, I – I loved your dad. You know that. And uh, it was great to see you at, at his service. And I thought it was a fitting uh, tribute and, uh, you know, just a great man. And so anything for you, anytime, you just let me know. Well, we appreciate it. We, we're both sons of two great men. Uh, yeah. In two great shadows, you and your dad. As yeah. Well. And, um, I know dad thought the world of you and, and the words you said on speaking of, I was going to tell everybody what all you do for, if, if people didn't know, but you know, you write for KSR, Kentucky sports radio, you host the depth chart podcast and you, you did, you tributed, you, you did a whole episode like in honor of dad, you and Nick Roush. Yeah. And you dedicated yeah. that to my dad and I, I sent it to my mom and my sister and let them hear it. And, just that, man, your kind words, man, just, just meant a lot. And, and it was awesome to see you at, at that service and just been, been knowing you since I was a kid running around in the bleachers watching you play. And, <laughs> and dad always thought the world of you, and, and we always have, man. It's, and that ain't ever going to change. So, Well, good, man. It's good to have you in the business. And and uh, I'm proud of you. I'm proud. I, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll look at all your stuff and watch it, and I'm proud of you, man. You're doing good stuff. So appreciate it. Just trying to uh, trying to get better every time, I guess. I don't know if that's the there right you approach. Go. That's what I'm that's what I'm trying to do. So real. And I knew you said that, you know, I I should have been inviting you on here sooner. I knew I wanted to try to see reach out to you with fall camp getting rolling and then we had the, the quarterback battle and, and the dust has finally settled on that with, with Will Levis being named the quarterback. Did that go how you thought? Did you think Will would come in and just kind of jump to the number one spot, even though he wasn't here for the spring? Did, did it play out like you thought it would? 
I wasn't surprised that Will Levis was named the starter. I was a little taken back how quickly it happened. But if you if you look at it, you know, Mark Stoops, everybody always says he's a player's coach. Well, he proved that with this situation because Joey Gatewood was third. I mean, after the open practice that I saw, I rated them Levis, Bo Allen, then Joey Gatewood. But Mark Stoops with the timing, uh, that gave Joey Gatewood the time uh, to find another team to transfer, get into camp. So I, I thought it was a I thought it was just a, a first class move by UK to do it to make the announcement when it did. And, uh, you know, Levis is the guy. I mean, UK is 100% on him. And now we see, uh, you know, them promoting his videos of eating bananas and, and, and dancing and all that stuff. So it's brought a lot of excitement to Kentucky football. Uh, so, but it, it happened earlier, but I'm glad it happened like it did. I did feel that Bo Allen was, was that number two guy. And it's a great situation for Bo. He's only been there a year, so he can learn. He can go through the game uh, game plan, uh, get some run with the ones, and I think it's good for Bo Allen. But with Will Levis, by all indication, uh, is the man, and it's going to be interesting to see how quickly Kentucky my, – my, what I want to see, Benny, is how quickly can Kentucky adapt to a, a, a different and a quarterback-friendly passing game, certainly something that we've not seen in recent years. Absolutely. Now you and, and definitely want to get your perspective as a, a, a QB one because I've you know listened to your Leach report <laughs> and, and and Dick Gabriel show and, and get all your insights from there. But eating the overripe banana that was just a pregame ritual for you, peel and all, right? <laughs> well, I, I'll give you a true story, Vinny. One uh, I can't remember was the year I first started or was the second year I was a starter. I can't remember the exact time, but I kept getting cramps real bad, real bad. And, and the, that's why the training staff was working with me and, you know, diet and hydration and all that. So my mom drives from Cumberland, God rest her soul, drives from Cumberland to UK and makes me this concoction uh, of vinegar, of honey and bananas. And then she wrapped it with, uh, you know, the old paper bags you used to get at grocery stores? The brown She one. had me, yeah, she, she soaked vinegar in it and had me wrap it around my calves. And he, then, in true Harlan County wisdom, and you'll appreciate this, she said the, the, the most important thing you do to stop cramps is to turn your shoes upside down under your bed when you sleep. Hey, that's <laughs> that's Harlan County right there, you know? So, <laughs> that's the true yeah. remedy, true home. Yeah, so yeah, come on. So she fixed my cramping issues. <laughs> that is, yeah, that's it with the the uh, the vinegar and everything. And that old paper sack, man, you can't go wrong with the no. old paper bag at all. Sure can. No, you can't go wrong. <laughs> yeah, those yeah so, so that was, you know, the shoes upside down under my bed was the key to, to – fixing my cramp issues absolutely it worked it, i didn't get a cramp rest of the season so it worked so yeah coaching staff they didn't know nothing so just needed some no didn't know didn't know a thing <laughs> yeah um and i was enjoying hearing i think you were on leech report with tom and you you were just talking about your instances as a as a starter there were some years where you you went into the competition, you won. There were some years where you know, like Joey Gatewood and Bo Allen, you didn't win. Yeah. Looking back, is there anything you would have done different 
in any of those years, the years you won, the years you didn't, or did you leave it all in the coach's hands when you walked uh, yeah. out? Yeah. I, I just left it in the coach's hands because, I mean, at the end of the day, uh, it's their decision. But you try to you try to force them to not play you, and that's what you have to do. Uh, but but there, there are ways that you can play the game of a quarterback competition. Take sure completions. You know, don't take as many chances downfield. And I did that during the competition because I felt, you know, with our running game that the least mistakes a quarterback made would be the best thing for our team instead of, you know, throwing, throwing, trying to throw into coverage, trying to make things happen. But then but at the end of the day, the coaches just told me to relax and just be me. And, and, and that's what I did. And, and when I, you know, when I lost uh, the competition, you know, I, I, I was hurt. I, I wasn't, you know, I, I was coming off shoulder surgery going into my senior year. I wasn't the player that I was uh, before. Uh, you know, I had uh, labrum and, and rotator cuff issues. And back then that was pretty much, you know, you're never going to have the zip uh, that I had before. And, and you know, I went from first to fourth, you know, on the depth chart. And that was tough, you know, because, you know, as a starting quarterback for multiple years like I was, you, you take ownership of that team and then, uh, you, you find a, a tough life lesson that that's not your team. That is that is UK's team. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I had to go do some scout team work, which was fun. But, you know, I looked over at the, at the other field where the starting offense was. I wasn't on that. And, uh, you know, I just wanted to give the, the defense the best looks that I could give them and, and try to help the team any way I could. So mm -hmm. it was definitely tough uh, as a senior going from first to fourth. And there wasn't – a transfer portal back then, but did did that ever enter your mind or you just, it was hard as it was? And So I don't know if you heard, but apparently former NBA player Lamar Odom may be returning to professional basketball in Spain soon. I was reading a press release about how he started taking a pH balancing alkaline supplement called Balance 7, and that's what has helped him bounce back from his hospitalization in 2015. He even said, I have an enormous amount of energy, which is good for me. It's important when working out. I always need energy to level up. Couldn't agree more with Lamar. And after watching him fight Aaron Carter in July's celebrity boxing match, I think it's safe to say that Balance 7 is working for him. Cool thing is, we got a promotion running with Balance 7 right now, where if you go to their website, balance7.com, and use the code BELIEVE at checkout, you receive a free 4-ounce bottle of My Smooth Skin with any purchase of Balance 7 products. That product retails at $13.99, so I'd say it's worth it. Again, head to balance7.com and use the code BELIEVE at checkout to get on, in on the promotion. I know I will. If it worked for him, it can work for you too. Were you just always going to say, I'm, I'm, I'm not going anywhere, I'm just going to make sure I be a, a good team player even though I'm not happy with what's happening? You know, I just just wanted to be there for my teammates. You know, uh, at that point, uh, you know, it, it was I could tell that it just wasn't in the cards for me to to be the quarterback. Uh, you know, and, and and I had shoulder issues. Now, if if it would have been different, if I had, if this situation had occurred without an injury and my shoulder was still intact and still functional, I would have I would have probably left UK and played baseball. Hmm. Uh, because that, you know, I had that option as well, uh, professionally, but, but that's what I would have done. So, um, 
but no, I, I don't regret the decision to stay. And, you know, I got to spend another semester with my friends, my teammates, and made relationships that lasted the rest of my life. So uh, it, it's tough. I mean, a quarterback competition, there's only one of those on the field. So it's tough when you're not the one. Exactly. Now, Levis is getting all the hype and, and he's definitely got to still prove it on the field. But just with your evaluation and your eye and observing, just fill in the blank. He's got the the best arm you've seen since, or the best arm talent you've seen since, or the strongest arm you've seen since, and you feel man. He's got uh, his arm talent, his arm strength is something that I've not seen in a very long time. Uh, I think you got to go past Terry and and Stephen, uh, Patrick Tolles, Drew Bark. I mean, you got to go way back to find a, an arm. Uh, you know, I, I think Heartline maybe somewhere of a point, but I think Levis's arm is stronger than Hartline. So uh, the ball just jumps out of his hands. It, it's, it's, it's fun to watch. It's exciting to watch. And, and it just, he's just got a little different uh, zip on the football. I mean, it's, it's just different when he throws. So um, yeah, I mean, he, uh, I don't, I don't think there's anybody that we compare him to. Uh, but, but again, you know, I, I'm on a, I'm on a wait and see, kind of trajectory I, I want to see that translate to games and the unfortunate thing is Kentucky is, th- is going to be that much better than Louisiana Monroe it's really not going to show uh, uh, but I do think that Missouri game is when we're going to see the full playbook of Lee and Cohen and the full abilities of uh, Will Levis and that offense but at the end of the day Vinny I mean if anything goes wrong you still got 24 back there and you still got the best, arguably the best offensive line in the Southeastern Conference. So Kentucky can effectively run the football, which is going to set up the play action pass. I would warn folks that, that Leon Cohen's offense is not uh, the air raid. I mean, it's going to be 60-40. Hopefully it's a good percentage of run pass with play action passes and bootlegs. But in order to make that running game even more effective than it has been, he's going to have to open the box up prevent that extra defender from coming down in the box to stop the run. And you do that by throwing vertical shots over top and by play action passes. You mentioned 24, Chris Rodriguez back there. Uh, A few days ago, he said that the team was kind of moved on. We don't have the vampires on the team that we used to have as far as going to practice. Did that surprise you hearing that? Well, uh, not really. Because, I mean, Chris Rodriguez is comfortable enough as a leader on that team that he can say that. I mean, he has certainly earned the right to say that. Um, But, you know, a a team is a hundred-person organization. Anytime you get that many people together, you're going to have different sects, different uh, uh, factions or or, or cliques within a group. So, uh, you know, it didn't surprise me, not because I know of any vampires, but it, I, I thought it was a good step in the maturation of Chris Rodriguez where he understands that, that he's special and, and he, is a, he is a player that has a, a platform to say things like that. It, uh, it, well, if you look at it even further, it could prevent that situation from happening in the future because that has been called out. But uh, it didn't surprise me, uh, but I thought it was a good sign that Chris Rodriguez is comfortable enough to say it. So even with the the culture is continuing to improve since Stoops has been there, but 
I guess no matter how good the culture is, there's still going to be some yeah. some bad apples, vampire type. Like. Yeah, I mean, again, you, you get 100 of anybody, you know, I mean, you put them together and you're around each other every day and you're working towards a common goal, which is to win football games or to sell uh, uh, tables. I don't know when you just fill in the blank. You're going you're gonna to have that. And, and that's just a natural human uh, uh, happening. But I do think that Mark Stoops has established a culture where Chris Rodriguez can call those folks out. Yeah. And, and, I, and I think this is not Chris. you got Josh Paschal, who's a, who's a leader, fantastic person. Luke Fortner in there. Darren Kennard, Yusuf Corker, a lot of seniors. And to me, the veteran leadership, the veterans on this team is, is a story for 2021. And it always helps when your leaders are your best players. Now, you can be a leader and you can rah-rah and you can do everything right and only play five, ten snaps a game. Nobody's going to listen to you. But if you're Chris Rodriguez, if you're Darren Kennard, the All-American, if you're Luke Fortner, the sixth-year All-SEC player, if you're DeAndre Square, who I think is getting ready to have a heck of a year, uh, Josh Paschal, Yusuf Corker, Ty Asian, Devontae Robinson, six-year guy. You know, if, if you're that, their they're best players are their leaders, and I think that sets up well for the team. Absolutely. Now, you know the you know the league, you know the SEC, you know the schedule, you know the defensive coordinators for everybody that Kentucky's going to face. Based off of what we think Liam Cohen's offense is going to do, which, which defense – which scheme, which team do you think is kind of best suited to match up with what we think Kentucky's going to bring to the table this year? Is it Georgia just because of sheer talent, or is it somebody yeah. else because of a scheme? Or if- uh, you know, I, I break the schedule down in segments. Let's go first four. Uh, Missouri. Missouri's defensive coordinator comes as a former head coach and longtime defensive coordinator in the National Football League. I think that's going to be – uh, again, I think the season hinges on the Missouri game. I really do. Uh, because you win that, most likely you can go 4-0 to start the season. So I think Missouri uh, could be a good test for that offense. Then the middle four, LSU with the two, arguably two of the three best cornerbacks, two of the, two of the four best corners in the country, mm-hmm. and all that talent, that's going to be a good gauge. Uh, and then Florida – you know, Florida defensively last year, Florida was a mess. Gave up over 30 points a game. Uh, couldn't stop the run. Couldn't stop the pass. Gave up big plays. So we'll see how that uh, how Florida comes back. And then Georgia, with all that talent, is, is going to be a challenge. But another challenge is that three three five that Mississippi State runs gave Kentucky fits last year. I think you know Mississippi State. You want to talk about the air raid, Mike Leach, and all that. Mississippi State was not a very good football team. Offensively, they averaged less than four yards per, per play and per pass attempt, so it really wasn't effective. Uh, but that defense kept Mississippi, Mississippi State in games, and I'm very impressed with Arnett and the Mississippi State. That's going to be a tough matchup on the road. And then the final uh, games, you know, final five games, Kentucky should be favored in all those, and there's not a, there's not a defense on the back end of the schedule that would scare you. Uh, Tennessee is, is is dealing with all those transfers out, and who knows what's going on there. Uh, New Mexico State's just not very good. Vanderbilt is Vanderbilt. Louisville, I mean, improved last year, but it, they improved in, in the ACC, which is, you know, not, not a great conference. So 
uh, you know, I would look at, at Missouri in the first four. All four of the, uh, the middle four are going to have formidable defenses, and then Kentucky should be able to to put up some points and and maybe hopefully go five and zero to finish the season. You mentioned Mississippi State, and I'm I'm glad there's the bye. You get you get your three game gauntlet, you know, Florida, Georgia, LSU. And then you get a buy to kind of catch your breath before you have to go out there to Parkville. So I'm, I'm glad the buy's there. Yeah, it's in a perfect position because uh, you know you, you're running, you know you're running seven games there in a row, and that's tough, especially with that middle portion of the schedule with LSU, Florida, and, and Georgia. That that's a tough run for anybody in the country. Uh, so yeah, you get through that, you get to take a breath, take a step back, and, and refocus and, and regroup and and finish out the year strong. But, yeah, that, that's a tough – that's a tough stretch, especially going to Starkville. That's not an easy place to play. That's it. One thing I forgot to mention that you do, in addition to the podcast and writing, you're also going to be hosting the pregame show. Yeah. Uh, it's coming fall to be yourself, Cash Daniel, yeah. uh, Matt Jones, or what, Drew Franklin? Yeah, and Ryan Lemon. Yeah. Ryan, okay. That, yeah. Hey, the the six oh six mountain flavor <laughs> is going to be awesome with you and Cash and Matt. You know, we got Harlan County, Johnson County, yeah. County. I'm I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, we'll we'll definitely bring a little six oh six to the show. So it's going to be fun. I always enjoy the pregame shows. Uh, you know, game days for me. I get I'm I'm amped up. I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. I mean, I get still get that you know pregame kind of uh, burst of energy. Or whatever, however you want to say it. Then, then after the pregame, you know, he settled down for two hours and kickoff. And then by that time, I'm just miserable. When, when the ball's kicked, I am absolutely miserable. I'm horrible to be around during, during games. So, uh, yeah, but pregame shows are fun. That's going to be that's going to be a good thing. And you know, I, I enjoy KSR. Uh, you know, our website is doing really really well uh, with our new partnership with On Three Sports. Uh, I, you know, I think that's beneficial. Uh, and then, you know, we're, we're churning out player or on position previews, you know, thanks to our friends at La Rosa's, we're pushing those out and, uh, and that's, that's exciting. Uh, but again, Hey, we're two days away from high school football that's right. and, you know, our, our first Kroger KSR game of the week is Scott County versus Franklin County. And mm-hmm. that should be a good one. There's, there's some good games week one. So, uh, you know, football season's here, man. I mean, it kicks off in two days. It is. And then what, September 10th, Louisville Shawnee goes to Jackson County in the that's right. game. Oh, that's yes, great. yeah. That's uh, you know that's our bowl game. It's the Kroger KSR hometown classic. Uh, so we're promoting Kroger's hometown pickup. How how you can get groceries at, at an alternate site throughout Kentucky. Just order them online, and and, and we uh, wanted to do a bowl game or a classic. And what two better teams to do that with? And Shawnee's traveling to Jackson County. Uh, it's going to be exciting for those players, for those communities. And, and uh, you know, that that was the only choice we had. When we were looking at the entire season as far as picking this classic, it, it, it's Shawnee at Jackson County. And we're really excited about that. Because you, you think, I mean, you and I have been around and traveled, but people from our neck of the woods that have never been to Louisville, vice versa, yeah. people from Louisville that have never been to Eastern Kentucky and these yeah. kids get to experience that and, and some of them may never have gotten to experience it outside of this. Well, I mean, just I just thinking back when we played in the state championship game during warm-ups, you know, we're, we're trying to focus on the game and these airplanes, because it's close to the airport, the airplanes are going over really low 
who we had never seen an air, airplane that close before. I mean, that that blew my mind. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't the I mean, we're playing we're playing the state championship, is man, those airplanes are right there above us. Yeah. And that way look at these buildings that are tall, you know, yeah. it, it just it was crazy. But yeah, it's uh it's a lot of fun for those kids and those communities, and we're excited. And just like you were with the airplanes, the kids from Shawnee, what these curvy mountain roads? What yeah. <laughs> we got yeah. down this hill like this steep? What you know? So <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. <laughs> we all got his unique perspectives gained both yeah. ways. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Absolutely. Now, a lot I, you guys crack me up too, especially when you you know the football guys host KSR or something like that. Y'all kind of. I think you kind of play it up. You play up the fact that, hey, no basketball calls. This is all about football. You, you play up the, the football kind of gets disrespected. Is that is that me imagining that? Or y'all do kind of come in with that chip on your shoulder? Don't oh, talk- no, we come with that chip. Yeah, yeah. That's 30, that's 30 years worth of chip there. Yeah, so I, I'm 100% there, yeah. I mean, I, I'm all for UK basketball. I actually watch the games. And, you know, I'm all for them and cheer for them and want them to win a national championship every year. But you know, uh, that chip grew for me from when I was in school, yeah. you know, because I remember with, uh, I can't remember who was recruiting me, said this, Tennessee, uh, one of the schools that was recruiting me said, okay, here's what I want you to do. Go go see where they're sleeping, and then go look where you're going to sleep. <laughs> I was like, ooh, okay. Uh, you know, so, uh, yeah, that that is real. Same with Charles. I mean, it's, but we do have fun with it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, um, pardon this basketball references i'm gonna make we'll get it right back to football but yeah i told you before we start recording i, I recorded this podcast with, with tony Dell. we co-hosted for yeah. about a year and he liked he mentioned the fact that you know, he wished he'd been born you know 10 15 years later with the way the game is now it would have yeah. fit his game you know you could more freedom to shoot threes yeah a, a point guard and a two guard are more interchangeable it's not so much defined roles he he loves what damian lillard and those guys do when he wished he could have kind of played in that era had roger hart known a few weeks ago he says you know i had to just bring the ball down and throw it to sky buoy and turpin if it came back to me i could do something with it but it usually didn't come back to me once i threw it in there so he would have liked to play in this era too would you have liked to have played where you know the rules favor the offense and you can throw yeah. it all over the yard or are you you content to play in the area that you played in does part of you wish you could play in more of what we see now yeah it'd be a lot of fun i mean most definitely because our practices were you know an hour of inside drill because i mean it was we had those running backs it was get north and south in the run game and throw it when you had to and just don't make a mistake when you threw the football. So having having the new system and the new rules in place where it does favor offense, uh, you know, de- defensive backs bless their heart, they cough hard on on a receiver, and it's a it's a it's a penalty. And then the quarterbacks are protected now. I mean, that's that's a new thing as well. You know, I you know when I played, you know, Oliver Barnett and I had a deal worked out. You know, because when we practiced, we were live. Quarterbacks were live. And then Oliver Barnett was had the sack record till Josh Allen. We had a deal worked out. He said, "Okay, if you make me chase you, I'm gonna kill you." <laughs> so, and I was perfectly okay with that. So if he got near me, he grabbed me. I went to the ground because I didn't want him chasing. So, but he told me, "If you if you make me chase you, I'm gonna kill you." Yeah. And I never forget. And so, yeah, the, the protecting of the quarterback, which is a good rule. Uh, I think it gets overplayed. 
Uh, I think it's over. It's 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 too much, in my opinion. Uh, you know, I mean, I think too much, too much responsibilities on the defensive players nowadays not to hit a quarterback in the knees, not hit him in the head. I mean, the the window of op, of opportunity for a tackle so small. I do feel bad for the defensive players. So when Oliver came through, you just you just immediately went to Peyton Manning mode. Just oh just, yeah, I I, <laughs> I I got in the yeah yeah I went to the ground. <laughs> I don't blame you. I don't blame yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. The other thing too, I heard. Just, I forget what show you're on. You you said that even though you had punted in high school and yeah, punted at UK, or they asked you to punt at UK, you came in against Mississippi State to punt and were just terrified. Terrified. Even though you terrified. Did. Yeah, I mean, I that was the only time, only situation I've ever been scared on a football field. It started out better. I was the emergency punter, and our punter got hurt. I don't know how a punter gets hurt, but our punter got hurt. So they told me to start kicking in that uh, net thing. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> the punt? Yeah. So I got over there, and they gave me a football. I had never done it before. And and the first warm-up went about 40 rows into the stands. I missed the net totally, <laughs> and the ball went up in the stands. And that made me a little nervous. But seriously, man, you sit back there and you have to catch the ball, then you have to kick. It, it, it was just it was nerve-wracking for me. Uh, I mean, I, I stared down defenses all day. I mean, I got hit, got sacked, but no, nothing ever bothered me. But the thought of having to catch the football, then punt it downfield petrified me, especially after I missed the net warming up. Yeah. I say I ask you that to ask you this. I guess it's hard for you to imagine what these quarterbacks have done and that's go their whole life without taking a snap on the center. I mean, you, yeah. I, it's gotta be hard for you to imagine. So yeah. say you had went your whole life with in the shotgun, in the pistol, never under center. Would you be terrified knowing you have to take a snap in a game? It, it's, it, it's definitely new. And, and there's things in a game that you can simulate in practice, the wet ball drill, uh, you know, where they soak the footballs or squirt them down with water and, have to snap that way, but uh, little things like you know whoever the center Luke Fortner is the center, you know he, he's going to sweat. So uh, there's going to be the ball is going to have sweat on it. I mean it's a total different game. Plus you got to get back from the line of scrimmage, and you know they're taught I and mean, we were taught cheat steps and all kinds of other ways to make sure you got away from the trash of pulling guards and all that kind of stuff. So it's totally new for these quarterbacks. Taking drops is new. Uh, also, uh, cadence. I mean, these quarterbacks just clapped their hands. They didn't do any cadences before. So it's a bunch of new operation for this Kentucky offense. And, you know, I've been around a long time. I've seen a bunch of coordinators come in, a bunch of new quarterbacks. So I'm kind of holding back on my excitement uh, until I see it in action. But there's just a whole heck of a lot of new with this system. Um, but, you know, I, I think it's got a chance to be to be good, be real good, actually. Yeah, definitely looking forward to it. Kind of flip back to high school real quick um, because, you know, our Harlan County Black Bears, which that's where we would have went to school if we were in school yeah. right now. Um, Les Dixon, I think, from the boys, 13th media, 13th region media yeah. work, he's got him picked sixth in the region. Is that does that sit Ooh. with you or is that kind of how's – I mean – Man, that's that's pretty low. That's uh, what I thought. I, I guess I can see the prediction because there's a coaching change. Uh, but I do know the running back 
it can return for a, a additional year of high school. So that's a good sign for him. I think his name's Hopkins, the running back for Harlan County. Uh, but I think, you know, having a new coach may have bumped him down a little bit. I, I just, you know, obviously I'm for Harlan County and everything that they do, but taking, taking a step back and looking at it in big picture, I think it's Corbin and then everybody else. I mean, I think Corbin is that good this year. Uh, uh, got a lot of Travion Longmire's there. Um, so Corbin is going to make a serious run toward the state championship in 4A. But I'm telling you, 4A is loaded. Four, you got Bull County, uh, Franklin County, Johnson Central. I mean, that that is a loaded uh, classification. So it's going to be tough for Corbin, but uh, we'll see. I mean, I had to call – I called all six of the state championship games last year uh, because the other person couldn't make it. You know, normally I have three, mm-hmm. but – three of the six, but the other person couldn't do it, so I had to do six of the six. And i tell you what, Vinny, high school football, in my, my opinion – is in the golden era as far as teams. I mean, the teams now are so much better than they used to be. The coaching is is tremendous. Players all over the place. I mean, you know, it used to be if you you would see uh, maybe four or five players at a true Division One, you know, and now you're seeing Kentucky sign up several in-state players, mm-hmm. and then you have a guy like uh, uh, Caleb Perry. It's that great crossing going to Tennessee, and Octavius Brown from uh, Lexington Christian Academy going to Virginia. I mean, it's just there's players everywhere. And, and that's that comes from coaching and developing these players at a high level. So uh, I think coaching players, teams, they're all that combined makes high school football in Kentucky at the highest level it's been since I've been around. Yeah, it is, it is still going up. It's making yeah. it going, continuing to go up. Um, one last thing man, I got to ask you too, you know, in addition to everything you already do, but you love hearing Cole Kubelik when he comes on with y'all and y'all just dive yeah. into X's and O's. Yeah. He's on, got a morning show with Greg McElroy now. Have you ever thought about doing that? Because you know you would you would kill it if you had a show in, with a, yeah. whoever as a co-host and, and just talk yeah. football yeah. Year round. I would love to do that, to be honest with you. Nobody's ever asked me. I guess that's hmm. the big reason I've never done it. Yeah. Uh, but Cole, Cole's the best, man. You know, he's a friend of mine. And, you know, we text back and forth all the time about football. I mean, it's, it's you know, we go back and forth about, hey, what, what do you see here? What, 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 which team, you know, and which players? And, you know, uh, some, some of those texts will be gold for people to find out, you know, uh, of the conversations that we have because, uh, you know, Cole, Cole does that, you know, full time and he's, uh, you know, he, he's more aware of uh, of SEC football and, and, and more uh, has more film study and things of that nature where I'm really focused on Kentucky. So, but yeah, it, it, that would be fun. But nobody's ever asked me to do that. I know I'm looking forward to being on with Tom Leach on Mondays on the morning, Monday morning quarterback. That That's going to be a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, just do my thing on KSR. So, so I tell you, writing, writing is about it is, is, it's something that I enjoy as well. Uh, it's challenging, though. Writing is. Uh, uh, radio or, or what we're doing now is easier because you can just free flow with where in writing, you know, you got to deal with grammar. You got to deal with, you know, all that spell check. And, you know, the last thing you want to do is put something out there that's messed up. And you trust me, you hear about it. I mean, right. people wear you out about it. If you got a, 
an R instead of an is or, you know, apostrophe at a wrong play. I mean, they'll, they'll wear you out. So, uh, but I enjoy writing. I really do. But yeah, I would, I would think I would like that. Yeah. Well, first, like you said, as far as writing, everybody's an editor, but so some, yeah. somebody should ask you, cause I mean, you get you on seven to nine or, or at, there's no really living out of state. There's no Kentucky sports stuff after 12 i mean case our goals off at 12 and then you know 12 yeah. to 2 12 to 3 get you on there so, somebody ought to ask you <laughs> that's still yeah. and uh <laughs> i know you kill it gotta tell you about a sponsor and i got one last question for you freddie but lots of rain watches have been sponsoring this podcast uh from day one uh they even had a uh, tony Dilk endorsing them individually before they sponsored the podcast but they got Whatever kind of watch you got, there's a Red Crest, a Voyager, there's different bands, different accessories. Uh, Dave and Ben always continue to put out, you know, fine quality timepieces. They did a 96 championship commemorative watch for the 25th anniversary you know, for the men's uh, basketball championship with Tony Duck McCarty and DA and all those guys. LaTorraine.com, L-A-T-O-U-R-A-I-N-E.com. Whether you're casual or where you got to throw on that suit coat and go call a 13th region tournament or state championship football game you you know got to have a nice wristwatch to accentuate your outfit so lotterrain.com is the place you want to go to get you a good watch man so in versailles i mean i just have to go to the website yeah that's it oh. la-t-o-u-r-a-i-n-e lotterrain.com and then you can i'll check that out check your watches out last question man because we we see Coach Stoops, and we since he's been here, we see him continuing to build. He's methodically building. He's building. We see the process. He's not cutting corners. We've seen the program, you know, from year one to now. You know, the, the progress is unbelievable. When he gets it to the point where we say Mark Stoops has it rolling at Kentucky, or or you know the the national media Stoops has it rolling. When it gets to that point, whether we're still in the East and West division or it's the 14 pods with, you know, Oklahoma and Texas, what can you foresee Kentucky consistently doing as far as contending once he gets it rolling where he wants it? That's a great question. Uh, you know, and I, I think I think this year with the schedule, it sets up if, if the team – if this if this year's team stays healthy, this could be a, a year that you would consider Kentucky bowling. So uh, I think you're going to see that in 2021. I, I think, you know, you, you stick with what got you there, you know, and, and the thing to me that sticks, sticks out about this Kentucky team is just a, a tale of progress uh, of how he's developed that program where look at the line, lines of scrimmage, you know, defensive line, uh, McCall, Pascal going to be draft picks likely. And then a bunch of depth behind them. Offensive line, you've got Darren Rosenthal, who's been graded as a first round talent, all American Darren Kennard. And then you got Luke Fordner, who's going to play on Sundays. And that's just, you know, that's just the starters. That's not looking at, you know, a future of a uh, of a uh, Jagger Burton or a future. And you got Keontae Goodwin coming in, who's going to be a three year player and he's going to the league. So I, I think just continuing to sustain the momentum at, on, on the line of scrimmage. And then you got to get that quarterback. You have to have a successful quarterback to get the ball downfield. Before, 
you know, you're, you know, you got Dane Key on the horizon going to make a decision. And he's a big time player, a four star that, that's a difference maker. You know, I, I'm not saying I'm, I'm not speaking for Dane Key, but I'm speaking for the receivers. You want to see what Will Levis is going to do. You're going to see what this offense is going to do. And that system will recruit itself. So I think you got you got to establish, maintain that line of scrimmage. And, and, and then you push it back. Look at the linebackers, Trevin Wallace, future star. Uh, all the linebackers that's been drafted and going to be drafted. Then you look the running back position. Kentucky's always had good running backs. You go back to my day, I think I played with six that were in the NFL. Uh, so and now you got Chris Rodriguez, and behind him, you got a, a bunch of talented guys. So you, you, you construct and you, and you focus on that line of scrimmage, which Kentucky has, and you build your team from inside out. And that's what he's done at Kentucky. And now the final hurdle is that quarterback and receiver. You got to have those two guys, those two positions really to take a next step. Uh, does Kentucky have that on the roster right now? Absolutely. With, with, uh, uh, with uh, Josh Ali and Wondell Robinson, it's a good combination, but you got to, you got to have, you got to have a supporting cast at receiver. I think the move of Isaiah Cummings from, from my receiver to tight end is really going to help. He's going to be that guy that can stretch on vertical and seam routes. So, again, build it inside out. The rest of it will take place. But as far as perception from the outside, you're always going to be judged on your quarterback until Kentucky has a quarterback that wows you. It's going to be hard to take that next step. From all indications, Will Levis is that guy, but, but, but we'll wait and see how he does on the game field when it matters against Missouri. Right, right. So if, if everything falls into place – and because you know, fan expectation now is, oh, let's just get to a bowl. That's what it used to be. Yeah. yeah. Now yeah. that target's moving to. Yeah. Now you hear Atlanta, Atlanta beat Georgia, Atlanta. If he gets it rolling and keeps it rolling, gets the quarterback in the wow. Is it, is it reasonable to say you know start finishing consistently top three in the conference and then yeah go to Atlanta every five ten years or is that what yeah. It, I think, yeah, I think that's a possibility. I really do. I think I think Kentucky is in a position now. Uh, but again, that's why I, I keep going back to the Missouri game. I mean, you have to you have to stay ahead of Missouri, and that's not going to be easy because Drinkwitz is a heck of a coach, and they got a quarterback, Connor ba- Connor Basilite, that I think is the absolute dude. So they're going to continue to build. So Kentucky's got to stay ahead of those, ahead of Missouri, ahead of South Carolina, ahead of Tennessee. And then be right there with Georgia, Florida, and, and knock those teams off every now and then, and compete for that East. Uh, uh, so uh, that's what you know. You, you, I always said you have to win the the, the battles of, battle of Columbia's. You have to beat South Carolina and Columbia, South Carolina. You have to beat Missouri and Columbia, Missouri. You do that, you got a chance. And so that's why that first four games, in my opinion, is so important. You can take those two down, put them behind you. And then start climbing towards Georgia, Florida, you know, and then you got Tennessee and Vanderbilt later. So, yeah, I, I think you have to stay ahead of those programs. And I think Kentucky's built right now to stay ahead of Tennessee, Missouri, or Tennessee and South Carolina. Missouri, I think, is climbing. That that's the one that concerns me. And we remember Stoops' first year, two and ten, took his beating. You got yeah. some new coaches in the league. You got Hypo, you got Beamer, you got uh, Vanderbilt. You know, first year coaches, 
go down, beat their brains in like we got yeah. our feet in <laughs> until they kind of get themselves established. So, like you said, yeah. you know, keep your fist on them and keep them, you know, yeah. their face in the mud, so to speak. Well, yeah, right I mean, I, if you've not gotten your tickets for September the 11th, I mean, that's that's the season for Kentucky. I'm, you know, that, that that game is going to be telling as far as what can, how good is Kentucky. You're going to find out on September the 11th. Now, you know, everybody said, well, dude, you can't look, look past Louisiana. I know, yeah, you can. I mean, let's just be honest here. Uh, didn't win a game last year. Louisiana Monroe is, is arguably one of the worst teams in the country. New coach, Terry Bowden, who I think the world of. Rich Rodriguez, offensive coordinator, who does a real good job. He's wanting to go fast. But the thing about it is, if you look at the first game, Vinny, uh, Rich Rodriguez wants to go fast, but it, that's good. But if you go three and out real quick, then the other team gets the football back. So that, that one could get ugly in, in a hurry, in my opinion, this is the first game. So I'm looking at Missouri, see what they do opening game, and then get them in here and see what happens. That's it. You said it's here, and we're excited for it, man. Freddie, thank you so much. Hey, anytime, brother. Let me know. It's been a blast, and I, I wouldn't – I wasn't trying to big time you at all. That, that ain't never gonna be the case. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. Sounds good. You call me and I'll, I'll do what I'll, I'll I'll be on the show anytime you want. Hey, I appreciate it, man. It's been a, another episode of Believe in Kentucky. Y'all rate, subscribe, give it five stars, listen wherever you get your podcast. For my man Freddie Maggard, this is Vinny Hardy. It's been another episode of Believe in Kentucky presented by Bet Online. We'll see everybody next week. American Giant makes great clothing, sweatshirts, jeans, and more right here in the U.S. Visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order with code STAPLE20. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com, code STAPLE20.